0: One of my goals for this year is putting together some amazing travel experiences for my friends and family. And I'm here to tell you all about Get Your Guide, a foolproof way to guarantee these amazing memories on a trip you will never forget. You can choose from over 100,000 travel experiences in the United States and around the world, all locally vetted and expertly curated. From the obvious tourist must-sees to under-the-radar gems you could only hear about from a local, there is something for everyone. It's time to let Get Your Guide do the work, so you can Just sit back, relax, and have a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Want to take a New York City deli tour? How about a pasta-making class in Rome? A before-hours tour of the Vatican? Or a jazz music discovery tour in New Orleans? These are just a few of the things completely possible with Get Your Guide. No matter where your travels take you, Get Your Guide offers the best way to connect with your destination with the expert help that makes it that much easier. You deserve it. Don't wait any longer. Take my advice and give yourself the gift of an unforgettable travel experience at getyourguide.com. Safe travels. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischl from Pod Meets World. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently, so you can too. Check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks.
1: Hiring is hard. Express Employment Professionals make it easy.
0: Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants.
2: Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you.
0: Express Employment Professionals is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast.
2: With more than 40 years in the staffing business,
1: Express helps thousands of companies find great team players every year.
2: And they can help you, too. Go to expresspros.com to find the location near you.
0: This episode was recorded on June 14th, 2023. So it's happened again. I don't, I can't really say I'm excited about it. I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but uh, Jensen has found yet another clip of some sort and is here to,
2: we have no idea what this is. No, no.
0: And it's yeah, no. Mm -hmm. And the last
2: one made you ex-husband of this podcast. So what's going to (laughs) happen now is my question.
0: Yeah. That was a, that was a worthy one.
2: Fresh boy was
3: worthy. I, it's just crazy because I'm losing sleep. Uh, I'm spending 24 hours a day trying to find footage of you guys in compromising situations or shows oh, or commercials you now regret. But this week, I bring you something from outside the sphere of Boy Meets World that oh somehow gosh. found itself back into Boy Meets World.
0: What? Oh, my okay. gosh. What is this? Okay.
3: Um I I have to shout out a a listener of the podcast. Her name is Brie. She's the one who brought this to my attention.
0: Hi, Brie. Either hi, Hi, Brie, or how dare you, Brie. Yes, exactly.
3: (laughs) Thank you, or don't. We're going to find you, Brie. I think you will like this. Uh, (laughs) It's from a 2018 podcast. She sent us a clip, and the podcast is called Home and Podcast. And it is a home improvement rewatch show by two funny dudes named Adam and Jordan. Um, And they got through the whole thing. They clearly predate us. So they maybe created the rewatch podcast, question Mm. mark. Um, Mm. But they're great. And they had a bunch of the talent from the show come on, which is awesome. And one of the things they did is a two-part interview with Patricia Richardson. The mom. The mom. Yeah mom on the show i'm sure you had some sort of interactions with her or at least seen mm-hmm. her around yeah uh, you know she was uh, flying high in 90s sitcom world there was no bigger than home improvement which we've learned right uh, betsy because-
0: randall was on home improvement playing yeah. her friend Our or something friend, yeah. right. that's
3: right you guys richard karn also showed up on your show it was kind yeah. of yeah. Uh, a nice relationship you had uh and so the hosts asked her uh for any behind the scenes gossip uh, that she might have. And she was very hesitant to bring up any of like the real stuff, uh, but she did say that she could give you one. And this one made me go, huh? uh, because <laughs> it's, it's some pretty good tea oh, and it involves our beloved Danielle Fishel. Let's hear the
2: oh I, I know one thing that I could tell. That's a kid's kid story. Uh, apparently I was sort of half aware of this. Jonathan, Zach, and Taryn were all madly in love with the same girl. And she was next door on Boy Meets World. Oh. Her name is Danielle
3: official, yes. Yeah. yes,
2: yes. And every time she would come backstage, they would be all abuzz and be going to Nicole and saying, I have to change my clothes. I have to wear something different. Danielle's coming. Danielle's coming. There's another boy. Would come in. Danielle's coming. I have to wear something different. She's coming. Danielle's coming. Danielle's coming. And they'd be in the makeup room, all going, "She's coming over. She's coming over." And fix my hair. Fix my hair. And all three boys apparently were just wild. I felt the
3: same way. Much I, of, I, growing up, oh, you did definitely not. Yeah, I, I, I definitely <laughs> did. Yeah. Uh, Who I didn't mean, love yes, Topanga? You're talking.
2: Are you oh, serious? I was so so yeah, unaware. Absolutely.
3: Of all this. Yeah. No, she was very important to me as well i would say around that time so
2: where where is she now What what is she doing now? that's oh, a good question i, I think she's on well, she was on girl meets world right yeah and i think they're both that they're both on that. yeah she's
3: married to someone that does a lot of he's like a comedian he does a lot of podcasts i can't think of his name but she's she's around <laughs> <It's you. laughs> i get some shrapnel there uh, but, yeah uh Aww. i just thought that isn't that that's news to you right that all three boys liked you
0: I didn't know that Taryn had a crush on me. I knew that Zach <laughs> and Jonathan did. I did not know that Taryn did. That is news <sighs> to me. I mean, <sighs> to
3: have all three boys on one show, batting a thousand, tracking your moves. Yeah. Just, I mean, T minus five till Danielle arrives. Oh, man. They're in and quick.
0: makeup.
3: JTT won you that. change your clothes.
0: Yeah, JTT won that battle.
2: Yeah. yeah. But well, I Zachary, mean, Zachary was cool. Zach was cool. 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 Yeah, cool. Zach was cool. <laughs> cool. cool. And then Jonathan, you and Jonathan obviously got along so well. And and Taryn was a little terror back in the day. I mean, I do you remember <laughs> Was
1: he? What, no, oh I don't man, don't you? That.
2: So remember we would all play in the in the the room next to our set had the um it yeah. was the trailer where we had the ping pong yeah. paddles yeah. and he took all the ping pong paddles home and put nails through them? <laughs> don't you remember that and he would walk around and like smack the walls and stick the thing with like the nails into the no. thing we we're all like
3: yikes Yay. Was, this yes. was this the kid from home improvement or Dahmer? Yeah, oh. seriously, he was, he was uh,
0: significantly younger. I believe yeah, he
3: was younger.
2: he was younger, and he older was, older or even he younger, was a yeah. little. He was he was a little. He opened up there. a restaurant, I think. He's he's, like he's a, a vegan, vegan or something. chef yeah. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 something. That, I mean, obviously, grew out of it, but he he went through a little terror stage. Oh, you don't
3: think his restaurant <laughs> just has tons of paddles nailed to the wall? <laughs> just? wall? Yeah, it's called the paddle. now. he's just waiting for Will to come in. Exactly. Well, that's my contribution this week.
0: Thank you. That, that was, was very wonderful. sweet. Yeah. Aww. Well, what I come I up love with that. next. Thanks, guys. That's All right. awesome. Thank you. Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel.
2: I'm Ryder Strong, and I'm Will Friedle.
0: Did you know that not everyone has a podcast with their two childhood best friends where they can talk about their memories and relive them week after week?
2: Huh?
1: Are you sure? Yes. So they don't have a way to see themselves as teens on a streaming service with the ability to focus on their regrettable hairstyles and melodramatic auras?
0: No, but I have a solution. Tell me because I'm freaking out. Well, if our listeners have their own favorite memories that were caught on videotape or film reels and now they have no way to watch it or share it with friends or post it on social media, we have your solution. Legacy Box.
1: I used Legacy Box and it was so easy. Just threw some old VHS tapes into the box that they supplied. They digitized it. Next thing you know, I had a secure thumb drive ready to play. That way, my home videos can
2: last forever. Legacy Box co-founders Nick Mako and Adam Baselager came up with the idea in their college dorm room and have since become the largest and most trusted digitizing company in the world.
0: And they can digitize 15 different types of analog media, whether it's a VHS tape, a mini DV, a Super 8 film reel, or even photo negatives. Legacy Box is ready to help. After 10 years
1: in the business, they've helped over 1 million families relive some of the most important moments of their lives. Legacy Box is the simple and safe solution for digitizing all of your family's precious memories. And by going to LegacyBox.com world, you can enjoy 50% off
2: when you get started with Legacy Box today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 50% for a limited time only. That's right. Save 50% because
0: of us.
1: Go to LegacyBox.com slash world. That's LegacyBox.com slash world.
0: Hi, I'm Danielle Fischl from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss, from the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently. So you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. Guys, how would you classify your hydration style on a scale of pour and chug to sipping from your favorite glass? Uh, Chug. Mm.
2: I don't understand the scale.
0: Do you (laughs) chug lots of liquid or do you just take dainty sips? Oh, I chug lots of liquid.
2: Yeah, chug lots of
0: liquid in
1: like eight hours, chug a whole bunch of liquid.
0: Mm, Yeah, Mm. I'm I'm a sipper from my favorite glass. So whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone.
2: With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, this is the perfect hydration style.
1: And I love how convenient it is. Packaged so you can take it on the run and use it wherever you go. It tastes so good and hits
2: the spot.
0: I've been using it daily, and it really starts my day off on the right foot, especially with my favorite flavor, green grape.
2: Now, with no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar, it's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy.
0: And one stick in 16
1: ounces of water hydrates better than water alone.
0: However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your order when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout.
2: That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com.
0: Our guest this episode is a television icon who most of the world met as Clarissa Darling in 65 episodes of Clarissa Explains It All, a fourth wall breaking Nickelodeon classic that dominated kids TV for five seasons. And that would be enough for most actresses of the 90s, but not here. She then outdid herself as Sabrina Sawyer, also known as Sabrina the Teenage Witch, for 163 episodes—the wow. highest-rated so sitcom in the TGIF block during its four-year run on wow. ABC. Wait, in four
1: years they did have many do episodes? Four years? That's, how could you yes. do that many episodes? That's so different. I,
0: I know. I don't know, but they were also so highly rated. Maybe that's why they just kept churning them out. We were basically just wow. her opening act. It would eventually move to the WB only because it became oh, too no. expensive to keep near shows like ours, which also led to an animated spin-off and a PlayStation game. Wow. She even slummed it with us, appearing on a Boy Meets World episode as Sabrina for season five in mm-hmm. hopes she could bring a little of her ratings magic to our little show that was always on the bubble. You may know her from movies like Drive Me Crazy or the long running Melissa and Joey or cover your ears, Will. Tons of recent fan favorite Christmas movies. She is the greatest actress to ever share a screen with a talking cat. Please welcome to Pod Meets World, Melissa Joan Hart.
4: Hey! hey! Hi, guys. Hi.
0: We start all of our interviews kind of the same way. So I'm going to ask you, how Ooh. old were you and when did you get into acting?
4: Um, I was four okay and i wanted to be in a i wanted to be on the show romper room (laughs) heck yes because i what i did was i did some math and i realized like well maybe not math but a little research and by watching the show i realized that what was her name miss marianne would never say melissa in the magic mirror wasn't a very popular name at the time and i figured out that what she was doing was she was saying the names of the kids sitting in front of her like Mm. it was like a nursery school read-along or something i don't remember what it was really but like All the kids that were there. I'm like, she's saying their names. If I'm there, she'll She'll say say my name. All right. My mom, I had to be on TV. And that's how it started. Did you end up going on romper room? I never did, but I just found out my best friend Kelly Martin did. And I'm like, I'm so (gasps) now friendship (laughs) over. Yep. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Like (laughs) my dream? Yeah. So. so
0: you are one of eight kids. Were you always yeah. the most dramatic? Do any of your siblings? <laughs> no, uh, act? definitely no. not the most dramatic.
4: <laughs> um, just the craziest, crazy enough to get into the business. Um, they uh, all of them kind of followed in my footsteps at some point or another, uh, mainly because of convenience. My mom driving me, I lived in Long Island, okay. New York, and then driving to Manhattan every day was Great. it was almost like two hours there, two hours back. So, um, in order for her to take me, she kind of had to take everybody. So I have a little sister who's two years younger than me where we're, we kind of looked the same growing up and we would compete on everything together, wow. but I was more of a ham and she was a little bit like, mm, a little, I don't like this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would get everything, but she would be dragged along to the auditions. Oh. So, um, and then my other sister was a singer and so she did some Broadway and like with like Lacey Chabert and some of our other friends mm. that did Broadway stuff. And, um, yeah, and and then uh, my brother was actually on Saturday Night Live. He got to say live from New York at Saturday Night, but wow. he, he had his mouth full of popcorn at the time. He played one of George Bush Sr.'s um, grandkids, so technically okay. I, think played, I think he played Jeb. I think he wow. played George Bush on right? Saturday Night. Live. <laughs> so he got to say my favorite line ever, and he had a mouthful of popcorn and ruined it. Um, <laughs> and then my little sister Emily was actually she she had quite a career, but she hated it. So she quit. She was cousin Amanda on Sabrina. She did the mm. voice of Sabrina for the animated series. And then I think she was like pretty high up there in the people for Lizzie McGuire and like all these mm. shows. She was like, I don't want to do it. And she wow, backed out. Yeah. My sister Allie was in the TV show Deadwood. Actually, she was in no Sammy. My sister Sammy was in the pilot for Deadwood. And Gosh, then
1: everybody's working. This is awesome.
4: <laughs> oh, I think one of my sisters, her, her, her ultrasound was on a a soap opera and then when the woman in the soap opera had to have a baby they were like they went to my mom hey when you have the baby can we have her for a few days and she was like sure i'll bring oh her back so she's gosh. a few weeks old and they like bring her to set and like yeah. you guys have a
0: dynasty
4: well i mean sort of they all sort of were like they all have their own thing going on one's a chef in paris one's an art curator in paris one's um a, a stay-at-home mom in san diego paris. One <laughs> Once <journey laughs> my brother's an electrician on Long Island, like, you know, it's like,
2: wow. well, talking to your mom, your mom is like, I am always somewhere in the world with one of my kids driving somewhere, flying somewhere. She's like, that's all I do all the time. She
4: calls herself a boomerang grandparent. <laughs> so, so she has apartments all over the place yeah. and then, and then, a, and then a sprinter van and her and that's her husband, awesome. like, my stepdad, they like, they'll drive to Nashville. to see me. They'll go to New York. They head back to San Diego. They fly to Paris for a few days. They come back through New York. They, you so know, cool.
1: Like, and they wow. had 10 grandkids
4: and seven kids. Oh my them, God. So, yeah. Uh,
1: what a great life.
4: Yeah, I know. Right. They're kind of if you follow them on Instagram, I mean, I feel like they should have like, you know, the bucket list family, like they should be like the boomerang grandparents. Like they So just- cute. Yeah. What a great idea. Yeah. I'm going to get so- on that, actually, right after we <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we write that down. Uh,
0: how did Clarissa come to you? Do you remember the audition?
4: Mm hmm. Yeah. I was actually auditioning for Blossom simultaneously um, wow. as the role of six. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. I was auditioning for Blossom and Clarissa, and I think I got to, like, three auditions on both. I just remember laying in bed at night as a little girl going, dear Lord, please let me just get the job that's meant for me. And- right. And, so, and Clarissa was the way it went. And um, and I loved, I loved that character so much. It was just a lot of work, you know, working at that age, high school, SATs, college applications. Yep. All that stuff that kind of gets fed on top of, I mean, thank God for Will. He was like my heartthrob and all my books said I heart Will when I was like 14. (laughs)
0: Oh, did (laughs) you guys have like a teeny bopper romance? What did we we
2: do? We did. We, I don't even remember. I remember just coming up on Nickelodeon and we were both Nick kids and we'd be at those events. And then we were in Florida. I think you were...
4: were at the studio when I was filming you must yeah. something there.
2: I was shooting something there. I think it was a new pilot after Don't You Sit There Ended. I think we were doing out of time or something like I don't remember what it was. But then I was with you for like your Fourteenth birthday or 15th. Oh, you remember we oh went to some place where we were. It was those big tanks you could drive, where you shoot the tennis balls at at oh the other. Oh gosh! Way. Yeah, that was us I, there. Probably
4: the only time I ever had fun in Orlando. I never really got to do anything. I was birthday.
2: yeah, and so we went out for that, and we were like making googly eyes at each other. And by the end of the night, we were dating and like yeah, all that kind of a, stuff. And, a,
4: <laughs> and I think we called each other a few times on a landline. or. Yeah, that <laughs> kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, my yeah so number. I'm not sure. I
2: did. Yeah, we did. It was it was it was a whirlwind romance. I don't think you know, we even I kissed kiss?
4: I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I think we <he laughs> might
2: have. I don't we remember.
4: might have. I don't even remember. It was remember. memorable. Well, yes. I do know that I found a notebook and I was like, and it was just I heart will, I heart will, like all oh my over.
1: god, like, that's
2: amazing. At first
4: I was like, who's will? And then <laughs> something came to me where I was like, oh my god, I know who that is. Yeah. So it was like well,
2: then it was the thing I remember is then we so we every year we would have the ABC parties. Yep. And when uh you're, when Sabrina started, there was a tap on my shoulder and I turned around at one of his parties and it's you and you're like, do you remember me? I'm like, are you kidding? Like, of course I remember you. And we ended up talking that whole night, too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was that was fun. Yeah. Known you a long time. Known you a long
4: time. Where you yeah. come up
2: Nickelodeon and Nickelodeon was fun to work with. Did
4: we host a parade together? Oh, well, no. We,
2: we hosted that that opening of... of of yeah, whatever was so, like the three-hour live opening of Disney something we did together. Is that we were,
4: oh, no, that was in Orlando.
2: Orlando, we went down to Disney it World. Twenty-fifth we anniversary for Disney, something
4: Maybe. like that. I think Ben and I hosted a par- one of their Christmas parades. Yeah, mm. I
1: think so. Yeah, yeah. I hated hosting parades. Ben and oh. I did a Toy Story parade. And it oh, was really? the worst experience. <laughs> yeah.
4: You know that Joey Lawrence and I like petitioned Disney. When we got on ABC Family, we are like, we want to host a Disney parade. And they were like, the we <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. We don't can. want you to do that. We want no. younger
4: people. I was like, oh. come on.
0: We can win. <laughs> when did you know Clarissa was a success? Like, do you remember
4: the moment where you were like, oh, wow, I'm, we're a hit? You know, I had a weird relationship with that whole thing because before that I had done theater and like, you know, just kind of showed up in commercials and soap operas and movies and stuff. Um, I had done a show called The Equalizer. I got a lot of attention from older people on that one. Um, But with Clarissa, because it was cable and not a lot of people had cable at the time, I felt like and in New York City, especially people weren't really watching. You know, I'm around a lot of adults in New York City. I wasn't really around kids my own age. Uh, I didn't get recognized for a long time, I feel like. And then when I was, it was so bizarre. I remember being like apologetic. Hmm. The fact that they watched Nickelodeon. I was like, oh, you watch Nickelodeon? Like, I'm sorry. You know, I think at that point I was too cool for Nickelodeon. It was like little kids. I was like 15 and I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry about that. But It just felt weird. I didn't know what to say. They're like, Oh, I love you on that show. I'm like, really? I'm sorry. Um, I think that's probably my first like real fan encounter. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it, I, you know, I appreciated her. I knew how smart she was. And then of course, years later when the writers go off to do like one of the writers went off to do the office and one went off to friends and what, you know, and these, like you realize how brilliant these people were around you and how smart that show was and how wild the costumes were and how loved she was. Um You know, it it took on a different tone for me, but it was just work. It was just another job, really, Mm -hmm. at first. And I was making good money. I knew I was going to be able to go to college, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And your mom was your agent, right? She was like my manager. And then she segued into producer right when Clarissa ended. Yeah. Okay. Um, So that's what got us to Sabrina.
2: Got it. She has wild stories about Sabrina. She has wild stories about selling Sabrina. Clarissa
0: goes on for five seasons, and we talk a lot on this podcast. It was four, technically. It was was four. four.
4: Yeah. Okay. Okay, It was like the pilot was considered a. I don't know. It was like a weird thing.
0: Okay, so technically four seasons, and and did you ever, like, all three of us at different times have experienced whatever some version of burnout, whether it be because of mental illness for Will with and you know anxiety? Writer and I both, when Boy Meets World ended, were like, we really need to stay. Like, we just want to go to normal life and go to school or whatever. Yeah. Did you experience any sort of burnout after Clarissa, before you started Sabrina?
4: Um, I can't say that I experienced it as burnout. I'm sure it was of some level, but it was more like, I mean, my whole life I've been told about the child star disasters, right? The mm-hmm. people that didn't make it through the people that got addicted, the people that, um, you know um, that kind of thing, like the, the kind of the, the horror
0: stories. Um, yeah. Like the be
4: careful, like the, I forget the, I can't think of the word right now, but you know, like the warnings about what can yeah. happen to a child star then. And so I feel like I was very cautious of that, but I also kind of had always heard. And especially being in like the theater world, I think maybe I always saw that it was, it was a tough business and you know, that it's not something you can really rely on. So I was always trying to find a backup. Like I was very good in school. I wasn't smart, but I was like a good student and I took that very seriously and then when I couldn't go to college because of Sabrina, I got really upset. Like, Actually, it wasn't Sabrina. I got offered a movie right after Clarissa ended. I got offered a TV movie with your friend Jason. Marsden. Um, Marsden. We okay. Were in this movie called.
0: Sorry.
4: Oh, my God. He was a character. Um, we did a movie <laughs> where I played his love interest. And it was the first time I didn't have to be like, Doing all the work, like I was like sort of like the girl that just kind of pops in and his love interest, but he's with his family the whole time. What was it called? family reunion, a relative nightmare is what it was called. Oh okay. Right. And so he was the star and he was like, and I was the kind of the girl that he meets on vacation. So it was fun to kind of like be the heartthrob, the girl inside, a little bit of the bad girl. um but before I got that part, it meant I was gonna have to sit out my first semester of college. and I took college very seriously. I was like, if I don't go to college, that'll be it for me. Like I I'll be one of, I'll be one of the, um, you know, the stories of people that kind of went down the wrong road or something, but I, I really weighed it. And I was like, all right, if I take one semester off, I'll go the next semester. So I did sort of, and it's because of my mom too. She was very careful after Clarissa. She was like, you built a fan base. She kind of understood branding before it was called. that. I think mm-hmm. yeah. it was like, you built a fan base. I don't want you going and playing Lolita or this or that. Cause that's going to, th- those people that have watched you and loved you are not going to follow you to that. Mm-hmm. So she kind of kept me in her management skills, kept me in that lane of like, where do you belong in the scope of things now? And that's how Sabrina came about. It came about pretty quickly. It happened like, I did that movie with Jason that fall, like wrapped in the spring on Clarissa, or actually it was the year before. So I, I I finished high school and I went, took a summer abroad. I went to Paris on a bike, had my Uh boyfriend there, I think (laughs) my boyfriend, my long-term boyfriend had broken up with me and, um, or cheated on me. And so I was devastated and I went to Paris and like got over that heartbreak. And then I came back and like, I did this movie, went to college and then immediately went to, to Sabrina. So every semester it was like, boom, boom, boom. So wow. um, I fought to get my college degree. I plan someday to be the 80 year old who throws her cap in the air at NYU. And but I went for seven years and never quite got even halfway in my credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That's OK. I'm you so you were you were you were a little busy. Yeah. So the Sabrina started as like a showtime movie,
4: right? And then ABC turned it into a show. So that's what happened. So I went to college in January. I think by March I had to leave to shoot. Sabrina, but I was able to kind of fit it in with my schedule with spring break or something. So I stayed in college, but I went to Vancouver and shot this movie, came back. And by that fall, we had a series because my mom had my mom had used our Clarissa contacts at Viacom, which owns Showtime. And she said, hey, this would be a great Showtime movie. And as we're making the movie, she kept telling Viacom executives, this would be a fantastic series. Hmm. And they're like, yeah, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So when she was in the editing bay, with the movie, she cut together a trailer. So then she took Smart. that trailer to LA and showed six different networks. And amazing. in the three offers,
2: yeah,
1: amazing,
4: yeah. So well, it it's not whole- just
2: that, isn't? Didn't she also? So growing up, uh, you know, when I was growing up, I loved Archie comics. I was just a yeah. huge fan of Archie comics, and Sabrina was one of the kind of the inserts of the Archie comic, and then became a spinoff of of the of the Archie uh, world. Didn't she walk into? Kind of the Archie people and say, I want the rights to Sabrina. And they said, yeah, okay well, this is never going to do anything. So didn't she get them for a dollar?
4: Yeah. Yeah, they just had to have an exchange. So she was like, I'll give you a dollar. You give me the rights for six months. I'll see what I can do with it. And boom, she had a movie and boom, she had a series. And so, yeah, what Um, a savvy mother. Yeah, she knows. Oh, her- she's
2: awesome. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's awesome. It's great. Yeah.
4: But she's she's yeah, she's a go-getter. I mean, she's a scrappy New Yorker, you know. So with seven a kids. So she's dollar, no- a dollar.
2: A dollar. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So she someone
4: on the playground of my siblings' school, like in New York City, like a public school in New York, someone there was like had the Archie comic and said, Hey, this would be a great project for Melissa. And she like opened it up and looked at it and she was like, Yeah, it would. And so then she figured out how to get in touch with the Archies. She talked to Viacom and they put it with Showtime and boom, we had a movie. Wow,
2: Incredible. That's so cool.
4: Yeah, so, was, I mean, it, the, it doesn't happen like that anymore. No,
0: right? that is no. not the
2: business anymore. Not at all.
0: I mean, the role of Sabrina was like then seen by an entire generation. Was working on an ABC show a lot different than your experience at Nickelodeon?
4: Oh, yeah. Well, there were so many differences. It was hard for me to see sort of the network difference because I was seeing the difference between six days a week, 70 hours with school and whatnot. And then all of a sudden having a cast of characters to play against instead of monologues and driving most of the dialogue. Now all of a sudden, instead of memorizing my monologues all week long, because Clarissa was heavy on monologues, and it was all to one camera. So it had to be exact. I couldn't, there was no editing it. I had to get four pages out.
1: In one take. At
4: least every week. So then there was the, um, with with Sabrina, it was like, there's this cast of characters. I'm older. I can go out and party. I bought my own Mm -hmm. house. You know, it was like being like a grown up, but also having like an easier job. Yeah. You know, the budget, I wasn't really aware of the fact that the budget was big until I started going to parties and stuff and they would buy my clothes for red carpet events. And like, it was this budget given to me for just shopping just for when I'm not on camera. And I was like, that's, wild okay yeah
1: Yeah. i
4: never really trusted it there was this i don't even want to tell you how much it was ridiculous amount of money to spend every season just on red carpet events oh my Uh, gosh sometimes i'd have the costumer like build me a costume for my own party like i was, I had a masquerade ball and she built me like a renaissance dress so cool like from scratch so deciding like what fabrics i liked and whatnot she would build it for me and that was part of the but i never they were like you still have money in your budget do you want to go to jimmy choo and just buy some shoes and i was like yeah, but is it really coming oh out of like but is it like coming out of my salary or something right. like that? I can't understand how this works. And they were like, No, if you don't use it, it goes back to them. I'm like, but are you sure? Like this right. feels weird. Just like taking a credit card and going, Yeah, give me five thousand dollars wow. and choose and
1: Wow. We, we had, uh, yeah, I was boy, meets we, uh, we had
0: none of that. Yeah. I think there was no red I think carpet my events ever. As a matter of fact, at the end of the season, if you were like, <laughs> could I take this t shirt? They were like, well, which t shirt are you going to give us in exchange and for? And we'd it? have
2: to trade our clothes. And we'd
0: literally have to bring a t shirt
4: from our closet. Yeah. Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Serious. I got called. Hey, Paula, you need my mom. Dude, I yeah. got
2: called after the show ended like two weeks later and they were asking about a single pair of socks. What? That's not a joke. Do you
0: have these socks? Where are the yeah.
2: socks that you're, you're down one black pair of I mean, socks? And I, I was like, I
0: is, don't know. While we were a fellow TGIF show, we were, we were. more of the
4: O-Town
0: to your Backstreet Boys. Exactly. <laughs> so,
4: well, let me tell you, we started out as the... Um, I don't even O.T. Junior. We were like we were um, brought in as like I remember like the side of, here. Wait, I'll show you up in my up here. I have the side of the bus. That was the, oh, side yes. of the bus that advertised the bus. And so I can see that I'm on my backdrop. Yeah, I love but, it. Um, <laughs> but the Sabrina bus, the other side was clueless. But most of the that was one of the few when it was like split evenly. Most of the time it was like clueless or like in people magazine clueless and at bottom the bottom like the bottom eighth of the page would say and then stick around for sabrina right and so we were like the little you know train because
1: clueless had been a hit movie so and everyone was like
4: this is going to be huge and then somehow it flip-flopped where sabrina got the attention people loved it so the advertisers the guest stars you know the music people started coming so it was. Yeah, we it, were not
2: even on the page. You might have had the bottom eight of the page. We were. They were like, please I don't, don't even be, buy our magazine. Well, it wasn't Just like get TV out.
4: Night. it was like that. Blo- it was the hour. It was like the eight eight pm hour or whatever. Well, that block. Yeah,
2: well, yeah that was us.
4: We've, we we <laughs> figured while, out. Then they pushed eight,
2: us back.
1: They pushed we us eight we thirty nine,
2: and then lot. we went to nine or 9:30, 9:30. But You guys
4: did go to later. Really? Yes. I think we were.
2: We went to 9:30. We made fun of it. Don't you remember? Made for the little kid who comes in, going, "They're trying to kill it. They're trying to kill the show." Yeah, it's that one of the actors, a little boy, is is making fun of the fact that that Boy Meets World is constantly being moved. So when. Corey asks him. Corey's like you, babysitting a kid. He's, and he's babysitting like, a kid. He's like, you can't be watching the show. It's too late. He's like, well, it used to be on at eight thirty, now it's on at nine thirty. And Corey says, well, why? And he goes, because they're trying to kill it. They're trying to kill the show.
0: Is that a David
4: Kendall <laughs> joke? I feel like that's a David Kendall. It joke. It might have been a Kendall joke. It sounds joke.
2: like, it a, Kendall like a Kendall <laughs> joke. It does. Yes, I you love like Kendall.
4: Kendall. I know, and you know Kendall from uh, Melissa and Joey. He was right? our showrunner for yep. Melissa and Joey, along with um, Bob Young. Yeah, yeah. But David and I just had such a bond, and we both. Um, so. We would shoot Melissa and Joey on Thursday nights. This is what I love about Kendall. On Thursday nights, we'd shoot our show. And I think Melissa and Joey is the only time I've ever really grieved. Well, first of all, it's the only time I've ever known a show was definitely ending. Every time we left Mm. a season, we weren't sure if it was ending. So it was the only time I really knew it was ending. And I knew I was never going to play that character again. And I loved playing Mel on that show. She was such a hot mess. And it was so much fun. And while my family was in Connecticut and I was shooting in L.A., it was difficult for me. Um, I was very torn between like working and being a mom. And so that was really, really tough on me. Like that created a lot of depression in me. And I went through a lot of stuff with that. But ultimately when the show went to end, I grieved that character so badly. And I think I cried to David so many times. And I was like, no, you don't understand when I go home and I make a school lunch nobody thanks me like you guys tell me how pretty I look in my dress and how <laughs> funny I am and you're constantly yeah. like making me feel good and when I go home they're like mom you suck mom you're not you know I don't care you know I plan them a great birthday party but the cake doesn't look right or I do you know I go to their school event but I didn't show up on time or like you know nobody thanks me nobody says so every once in a while Thursday nights he'll text me and go you're pretty and you're funny
2: <laughs> <Aww. See? laughs> that's awesome. that so I, sweet one of one of the things i loved about melissa joey where i just thought it was so so strange was i don't know if you remember this but back in the day you used to hate being called mel you were <laughs> no. not a fan of being called mel and i was one of the few people you allowed it you're like no you like you soften it a bit so it's okay but you're like i can't and so when that show came out and everyone was calling you mel i was like oh i wonder how she feels about that so remember that you're like i don't like when people call me mel I'm i must have really
4: flip up i mean there was a time in my life i remember asking to be called missy and um, what's his name? He was on uh, uh, say by the Bell, the principal. Um, Mr. Belding. Yes. yes. But he would call me Missy because we worked on a movie together in Mississippi when I was 10. And he would call me Missy. And that's at the time when I wanted to be called Missy. But him and like one other person would call me Missy after that. And I'm because uh, I was like hardcore Missy for a year. And then I did not <laughs> want to be called Missy anymore. Now I hate Missy. But I don't know Stop when I flip-flopped Missy. on the mail thing. That's interesting. You did. You flip-flopped the mail. <laughs> My dad would never call, all of a sudden my dad calls me Mel for the last like 10 years and he never called me that before. And I found out like a lot of guys want to call me Mel, but I always thought it was like kind of a masculine sounding thing. But now I'm kind of like into it. So, yeah, I think like it became like a fun nickname because Melissa is so freaking long. Right. It's like it's a lot. I, just I remember know. that.
2: You bet. you said that to me spe- specifically. You're like, you, you can call me that, but that's it. I
4: was, I don't like, oh. remember I
0: was that, like, OK, I that's love good. that. <laughs> well, you joined us for a crossover episode. Do you remember being on our set? What do you have? What do you remember I watched about it that last week? night? And do Did you know you? that I don't
4: remember anything about it because <laughs> I was like, "Where am I in this episode? Why is it Candace Cameron? What's going on here?" <laughs> I know it's a uh, it's a bit of an. I remember thinking, "What like, is the
1: episode? I don't remember
2: it. It's know, the Halloween it episode where you're
0: tied to the thing."
2: Oh, the <laughs> witch! Yeah, where yeah, yeah. which is which is a Pembroke. Oh my god, I remember the title. Which is a pe- yeah, which is a Pembroke. Yep.
4: Yeah, yeah, and so I saw that and I was like because my husband was like i think this is the episode so we started to watch it i wanted to watch it with my 10 year old last night who loved it but of course he was like are you sure you're in this episode and I was like i thought i was but maybe it's just because it says witches that this is the one i think i'm in because i don't remember what i did on it but then when i watched it back it was just will and i in the, yeah. in the tag so yep.
2: just us in the balcony so funny.
4: I, it must have been i mean we must have shot it in half an hour
2: yeah i what think he balcony? did you ran in and whose and balcony it. is it what is the set our balcony, it's when you and it's when when Corey, our, uh, Sean and Jack and Eric lived together for that right. four episodes or whatever it was. Right. And we have a balcony on our uh, uh, apartment set, which is That's supposed right. to be where I the witches perform the this kind of ceremony. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And Candace, Candace is like a, came a coven
4: in. next door and they just want to yep. use your balcony. So she pretends to fall in love with Maddie and then like yep. commits right. them to go on the balcony. And then she starts a seance on the balcony. But then at the very end... It's just, and it's so funny now because like I can't tell you how many people in like Bible study and whatnot will say to me, like, I wasn't allowed to watch your show because it was about witchcraft. But then you think about Candace, who is such a devout Christian and she's known for that now. And she was playing like the satanic witch. <laughs> yeah.
3: Truly exactly. like, really satanic
4: in that. Yeah. And yeah. I never, as Sabrina, I think, ever played satanic. So it's hilarious to me. But um but then you know I pop in and we just make like a, a little rib about which because you say something about like well you're not a witch are you and I'm like well right,
2: right. yeah yeah because I'm
4: actually Sabrina in the episode right yes. you're Sabrina in the episode yeah yeah
2: and the audience cheers I think when you turn because it's like we're hugging or something it's supposed to look <laughs> was, like we're kissing but we did very
4: awkward Will we did it not did. Do a good job. <laughs> it
2: did we did <laughs> not do <laughs> a good job at all yeah
4: it's super awkward you become like in your chest and then I'm like. I'm here. Yeah. And then it everybody's was, like, yay. It
1: was, <laughs> weird. So I it we was did, weird. We did we did a crossover episode with you where we, I guess, you weren't in it, though. Because didn't we time travel to the 19... That's the one with the cat. It and was, it that world, was, was that the, the World episodes. War II or the 1950s I so. one? I think
0: it's the World War II. Sure. A World War. We do. That, yeah, I, we like do it,
4: I wasn't on them because I went on Teen Witch, which was on TGI for the time. And I went on... What's the other, what other show was you, on it? Your, your Angel, Teen Angel, What oh, You yeah. Wish? You Wish and Teen Angel? You teen wish, Angel and teen You, English. yes, You Wish. Okay. Yes, I just saw those in my IMDb list.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were just <laughs> trying to get them you themselves. on every, they're like, just put her on every show and see if she can bring the ratings Well, but those her.
1: shows were basically created in response to Sabrina doing yeah, so yeah. well. They were like, exactly. oh, if we have somebody with magical powers, we have a show. You
4: can, you can tie it, and you can do all that. That was like old, like 1970s stuff. I feel like Gary Marshall shows that we just did that, right? It wasn't yep. like Robin... Mm-hmm. Williams like yep. Mork. on he came
2: happy on as Mork and then they yeah did happy days as Mork, and then went over and yeah did all the everybody there was all spinoffs of all the Gary Marshall
4: stuff, I think they yeah. were trying to do that with TGIF like the through line of, yes, like, they were. through line through all four yeah. shows or something but I it's weird that I was only because that's what I thought I did was I thought I came on your show for the for that but because no. I don't know any of the other parts of it but then right. I mean the, the other shows I was on but I guess it was just the cat with you guys it was the I cat the, Maybe I couldn't shoot them all in the same amount of yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. They they yeah. really were spreading
0: you very thin because you were the popular one. Yeah. So you were like, guys, was you can't be were everywhere. you wish
2: and Teen Angel both Michael Jacobs shows you wish was right. Teen Angel was not. Yeah, you Wish Teen was Angel not. wasn't. Okay, no. okay. I knew. Okay, I didn't know if they were all. I right. think
4: because of Sabrina, they were probably trying to go out there with all yeah. the sort of magical escapism. Yeah. Absolutely, right. yeah, absolutely.
1: And Teen Angel, he chokes on uh, or dies because of a bad hamburger, and that's how he becomes yeah. an angel. Like, oh he, So, food so food. Is the kid's actually dead? Yeah, it's like a, a kid dies and then comes back to haunt his best friend. So then they're Sit like com. best friends. Yeah.
2: yeah, wow. Let's start with a
1: teen dying. Or not well, haunt, I guess. As an angel, you'd be protected.
0: Yeah. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss, from the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently. So you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks.
2: This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers.
0: We got you, baby. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines
1: at work. Your kid's screaming at you.
0: Non-stop traffic. The world is
1: ending.
2: That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler
0: Sandys. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, not with this hair. Play
2: guitar with her father, Jedediah?
0: Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients.
2: And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth.
0: God bless those little Keebler Elves. When
2: you
1: need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going.
2: So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
0: Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent you.
2: They're real. I've seen them.
0: I visited the Sabrina set once when NSYNC made their guest appearance. Of
4: course. Mm. I have some stories to tell about Tell movies. those stories. <laughs> you and I were in a limo on our way back from San Diego. You and I? Yes. Okay. Uh, Pantera Sarah. Of course. Okay. Okay. You were leaving a concert down there. And I remember you telling me, like, why won't he, why won't Lance? Right. Make out, like, (laughs) there's nothing
0: happening. I don't understand.
4: Yeah. And I was like, girl, (laughs) I don't think I really knew either, but it was like, I was trying to, like, it's. You knew that there was something not quite
0: normal about a teen boy and a teen girl in that situation you yeah. were well, i was yeah. like
4: yeah i just think maybe you need to give it time or right. just chill it'll be okay like well, thanks for comforting don't focus, me <laughs> don't focus on the wrong things and then right. you know, years later to go ah oh, mm.
2: we yeah. all i think had a version of that conversation with danielle at one point yeah. where it's like
4: hey can i ask you a question <laughs> like, i mean okay. here, i'm like you i have the worst gaydar in the world like i've always had crushes on on gay men and never really never put it together. Same. I'm
0: Looking back old. over the course of my life, that my first crush in elementary school, my mom was like, Oh, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> this is my crush story. was all around
4: Universal Florida when I was doing Clarissa. And no one would tell me straight out what was going on. I just was uh, like, he's so cute. They're like, he's much older than you stop it. I'm like, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We'll move on then. Because everyone on that show, everyone that worked on Clarissa, I feel like, was 23 and I was like 15, 16. And but Mm. I'd always have crushes on all the boys around. But of course, it was always the ones that now looking back, I'm like, I bet they were (laughs)
2: gay. Yeah,
0: yeah.
4: That was a
2: Nickelodeon thing. Why was that a Nickelodeon thing? Where we were always 13 or 14. But the people that were working, it's like you get to ABC and everybody that's working is 35 or 40. You get to Nickelodeon and it's like you're 15 and everybody's 22.
4: College, you know, people in Orlando. Like I know some of my friends that I'm still like. The girl who did wardrobe on Clarissa and her husband, who was the executive assu- assistant, uh, executive producer's assistant, they got married, but they just got out of college uh, yeah. in North Orlando. So I think it's like a big, like, if you just graduated college and you're like yeah. 20, 23, you get a job at Nickelodeon or Disney. Or, you yeah, know, that makes Universal sense. Yeah, and you work
1: your way up to a network job, too, back then, yeah. you know, yeah. like network job was the thing to get. Um, well, like
4: Sabrina our we had, we had some young people on the crew, but they were mainly people that had already had family members in the industry. The rest of our crew had come from murder. She wrote. And wow. so a large part of our like camera and sound department had come from murder. She wrote. And I think because of Sabrina going by second season, we knew it was going to go four seasons. They were basically like, we're going to ride this out to retirement. Like they had already done murder. She wrote for like 10 years or something, nine wow. years. And then they were like Sabrina for seven, and then they were all retired. Wow. But um, you know, I just think there's older crew, and there's so much need in LA. Whereas yeah. Orlando and the studios, they were all really new. So yeah. it was like a lot of That's college true. kids, you know, wanting to stay close to home. I think.
2: I also think, and I could be wrong, but I'm not. I think Angela Lansbury was actually killing all those people for all those years.
4: <laughs> for sure. I mean, how are <laughs> I'll they be totally
2: honest with you? Get around her. Yeah, and she's like, oh, wow, another murder in our small town. I'll make a book out of it. Yeah, she was a serial killer, and we all know it.
4: That's that's brilliant. Write that script.
0: <laughs> Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss, from the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently. So you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks.
2: This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers.
0: We got you, baby. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere.
1: Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you.
0: Non-stop
1: traffic. The world is ending.
2: That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandys.
0: Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients.
2: And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth.
0: God bless those little Keebler Elves.
1: When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep
2: you going. So the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
0: Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. After 163 episodes of Sabrina, the series ended with you almost being married, but instead running off with Harvey. So Mm -hmm. looking back 30 years later, what do you think about that ending now? And do you think it was the
4: right choice? I do, actually. I very much think that that is the reason why I don't want to do a reboot. Mm. Because I think it was the perfect ending. It was like, because she made the decision to leave her wedding. It wasn't like she saw Harvey and decided he was, she just decided this wasn't the right match for her. And she needed to not make this commitment. And she walks out the door, she kisses him goodbye and is like, I'm sorry. And he goes, I understand if I'm not the one for you. And I walk out the door of my own free will. And then there's Harvey who pulls up and goes, I think I'm supposed to be here or something. And I'm like, I think you are too. And then I run kiss him, get on a motorcycle. And we drive off to no doubt playing. Um, and so I just think it was such a perfect tie up. Oh. And then our, our soul stones roll away and connect. And you can see that we're meant to be together. Aww. And, uh, but the thing is it had been a season of buildup of me getting married to this other guy. So mm. it was kind of crazy. Like what's so funny about that is that for those that don't know, like I got married right after that. Like I was engaged that, uh, I was engaged for the second half of the last season. Mm. So the whole time we're playing, it's like, is art imitating life or life imitating art? Cause
1: right.
4: I'm trying, like Sabrina had probably 10 episodes were about this wedding. So I'm in, I'm bridezilla in one episode and I'm trying, I'm kidnapped by a troll in one episode or something. I don't know. I yeah, I can remember much better than I do, but I don't know if you guys, do you, do you ever watch your episodes back? Cause I've never we watched. We are now. That's we what do we're now. doing.
2: Yeah, writers um, never seen them. We were working on so, Friday nights, yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. like yeah. Yeah. we didn't get to watch it, and it was given to you on like a VHS. And the last of my Saturday is like watch the show that I fought, It filmed four Wasn't weeks ago.
2: given to us, Melissa. We had, Again, to, pay we for had to pay for, for them. them so
4: we had to pay for them. We were treated at the end a lot of the different oh, than we were. Oh. Friday, someone would come around and hand us the VHS. Here's your. Oh, oh, at the end oh. of the season, nice. they would charge us like three hundred and
0: fifty dollars to get to get 6 VHS tapes with 4 episodes per tape. We yeah. had to pay for them if we wanted them. That's In the a-
2: clothes we paid for ourselves.
0: Mhm. What? You guys should have come <laughs> over and stolen all my clothes. Jeez. I know. <laughs> had we known, we would have been asking for favors. If you
2: well you were you also weren't wearing jewel toes at the time, which is all that yeah, I wear. I wasn't. So, it's true. so that's the thing.
0: Well, there is I'm so excited to be able to ask you about this because I don't know if you've ever been asked about this before, but there is a somewhat infamous photo of you that makes the rounds every year and people sometimes dub it as the most 90s picture ever. And it is you playing the Sega Dreamcast in what looks like a Hollywood video. (laughs) Let's show the picture.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh Yes. Look at you. Do you know how this picture came to be? I, th- I think I was invited to some Nintendo party and they're like, show up. I think I, is this, I think it's 2002 where I've just met my husband because I think he's there with me and they're like, hey, come to this Nintendo party. I'm like, okay. And it's then, a of course, the photographers, Sega. Okay. So is that not Nintendo or that is Nintendo? No, no, it's, a no it's a different Sony. company. It's a different company. Sega? Yeah. 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 So they were like, come to this party. And I, you know, before we really knew, and obviously I'm just in like my casual clothes and have some freaking things in my hair, but. I guess I was playing, and they're like, "There's a photographer," and you're like, "Yeah, okay, I'm here for Sega. I love Sega, you know." And like, <laughs> take the picture, and I had no idea it was so iconic, though. That's- it is oh.
0: such an iconic photo. People oh, right. love it, and it goes around every year. And so I, I had to, I had I have to ask seen about it here and there, but I didn't realize
4: cool. that it was a thing.
2: I still have a working Sega Dreamcast.
4: Of course do you? you do. have well, gotten rid of anything? Do.
2: I have a working oh, Sega. A I have a fight? working Atari Jaguar. I have a working Whoa. Nintendo Cube. What? i have all those stuff i have all that that's stuff. that's wild of course, that you yeah. have it
4: I, we just got my son for his birthday a big like gaming station thing like it nice. has four controllers and it's um it's like you know some guy built the the encasing and it's like an huge yeah. monitor but it has like thirteen thousand games in it yeah so- that's what you want to get
2: you want to get something <laughs> like right, that because i all, all the old new old games, games like the playstation stuff i can't do any of that stuff but the old games i'll play those all day long yeah
4: that's so funny well
0: a Google image search of you is literally one of the most fun rides you can ever take. You were, I that, the, glad you did. You were the coolest definition of nineties. Like it's, it's very, it's very fun. So I wanted to see in, in reflection now, what emotions come to you when you see these, this appears to be a girl's night out with Tia, Tamara, Jenna Von Oy, Andrea Barber, and Jody Sweeten. Let's go to pick two.
4: Yes. Look wow. at you. This is my first red carpet. I had, uh, I think just finished. It's the Kids Choice Awards, I believe. No, not Kids Choice Awards. It was called the Youth and Film Awards, right? I think. Yeah. And maybe it There's was Nickelodeon. And 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 there
1: was Kids Star, Star, then there was Nickelodeon, Kids Choice, or Jenna Young Star, Hollywood Reporter, Young Star Awards, Youth and Film.
2: Yeah.
4: Okay, this is, is when
1: films, I
2: like was this. dating Jenna. This oh, is when really? Jenna was my girlfriend at this time. Because well, I think I was to supposed this. to go to this with her. Yeah.
4: She like, we were in the limo together and she like put this together. you can see how uncomfortable I am. Look at my, look, they're all like posing, smiling. Look at Jenna with her hands out, right? Oh, and yeah. I'm like, arms down, like what the hell is going <laughs> on?
0: <laughs> oh my
4: gosh. Oh, okay. Here's rich. another
0: one. It's a very cute shot of you and Britney Spears. Picture three. Okay, Ooh, I had been how crying.
4: Cute. If you look at my eyes, <gasps> and how like, I had been crying why? all evening. Why? Uh,
0: this so was like one of
4: why? the, I, at the time, I thought this was like the worst day of my life. Oh my gosh, Um, tell
0: me the details.
4: Okay, this is the drive me crazy New York premiere. We'd already done the LA premiere. I was dating a boy in the movie. Um, I was supposed to fly off to... So I was breaking up with the boy that night because I decided I no longer wanted a relationship with him. So that was a little heartbreaking. I was with my family. We had done so much press. I'd been up since 4 a.m. doing like Regis and Kathy Lee and all the press. I had to wait on the red carpet. They wanted me to wait in my car for like an hour for Britney to show up so we could do photos together. And I was like, can I just go start doing the press? Like, nope, you got to wait for Britney. Then as soon as the movie started, I was whisked away to a limo. I was supposed to go shoot the movie Scary Movie in Vancouver. I was supposed to be the opening, the vivacious big breasted one that's like murdered or something in the beginning. Yeah, right. And I was put in a limo and taken away. And I just broke up with my boyfriend while we were in the movie. And I'm like crying and I'm upset. And I, my little brother was there and I ver- remember just like being like, I never get to see him. And I got to spend like 10 minutes with him and had to leave my family. So got in the limo, I'm driving in the airport. Now I got to go fly and shoot this movie. I get a call in the limo on one of those phones. Yeah. And they're like, you've been fired from the movie. You can go back to your party. Cause there was, there was a party at planet Hollywood, but I wasn't. And they were like putting in my, like some of my clothes were being dedicated to that planet Hollywood. So they call on the limo and they're like, okay, go to your party. I was like, yes, I go to my party. And while I'm at the party, uh, that's at planet Hollywood. That's where that photo is taken. I think she showed up at the, um, she showed up at the party after and that picture was taken. And, uh, they tell me my lawyer shows up and goes, the, you did a photo shoot for Maxim magazine. I'm like, yes, I did. They're like, well, you're being sued and fired from your show. So don't talk to the press. Don't do anything like this hit at that moment. So I get a phone call on my cell phone from my mother, my producer, who's like, what did you do? I'm like, I don't know. Whatever my publicist told me to do on the red carpet, like, or at the photo shoot, like I did a photo shoot for Maxim. It's Maxim. Like, of course you're going to be in your underwear. They're like, what did you do? What did you do? I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, we're being fired from the show. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm crying. Then wow. the movie lets out and everybody shows up. And I'm just, and then my dad, who is not really like the warm, cuddly kind of dad, he's never really, he, he lived in New York while I was in LA. So he wasn't really around for emotional stuff. And he comes up to me, he goes, you okay? I was like, no. And like, he hugs me and I'm like crying even harder because my daddy's hugging me. And like, wow. I'm being fired oh my from my God. show. I was just fired from the movie. I just broke up with my boyfriend. I'm Oh my God. So I went to a hotel room. They were like, you can have the hotel room here for two more days or something like that. I just hid in a hotel room. Woke up the next day with like chocolate ice cream from my cheeks. <laughs> so, like I felt, there were like three people in my room, scattered amongst the room, in the bed, and all over the floor. Like some of my co-stars and friends, and like everyone just like slept over my room. We just like pigged mm-hmm. out, like drank, and like yeah. So I had like I woke up like in a rock star moment the next day of like what's going on in my life. And did Wait, that end so up that sticking? was the end. That's yeah. What oh,
2: wow. was you, that the end
4: of Sabrina? Like was that no, the okay? I was going to say nothing came uh, of it, but of course in the moment I didn't know. What was going on? And uh, what happened was, then it became like they had no ground to stand on. What happened was, the magazine wrote—I actually have it here—the magazine wrote, "Sabrina, your favorite witch." Without I, I've never heard of anyone being on the cover of a magazine not using their real name. They used I... Sabrina. So <sighs> in my Archie comic uh, contract, it said I would never play the character naked. And so mm. here they were thinking I'm in breach because I'm playing the character. It was like, no, that was supposed to be me promoting my movie. It wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. Right character, I didn't. I had no control over what right. they wrote on the cover, so right. I wrote apology letter and it was all gone.
1: But that's
4: wow. a week. Scary. Oh, but for the next gosh. few weeks, so the golden, like the silver lining here is that for the next few weeks, the top news. I mean, Regis and Kathy Lee talked about it every morning. Jay Leno talked about it every night. Can Melissa be sexy? She's twenty three. Is she allowed to be sexy? What is what's going on here? Is this allowed? Is this okay? Why is. Why is she being fired from her show and all the drama? But it made for Drive Me Crazy to come out and be a huge success. (laughs) Right. And it was insane.
0: Wow. What a a backstory to a photo. That's why my eyes are red in that picture.
1: That's great.
0: Oh, my my gosh. Okay. Well, here is another adorable shot of you and a very tan Ryan Reynolds. I didn't think there was a pic. I didn't think it was possible for Ryan Reynolds to
4: not have a good picture, but. There's (laughs) There's there it it. <laughs> a great picture of Ryan Reynolds and you yeah. look glorious This as is ever. On the set of our movie. This is Sabrina. This is the first movie we did for Sabrina in Vancouver. Um, and this is, is at the big He's he playing a Hawaiian? Course. He looks Hawaiian. <laughs> he does. I mean, he looks hair, Hawaiian. Or the big fluffy eyebrows. I'm not really sure. But, yeah, he was uh, He was already like six foot. So- He's very tall. I'm very short. And, um Yeah, he he was uh, he was the guy I was chasing in the original Sabrina movie. And then, like, we have a moment in the car where he wants to make out and I don't want to and he gets mad at me and I I leave the car and he drives away or something, you know, some some crazy boy and girl, you know, traumatic story where it sends me running back to Harvey. Wow. Well, I also
0: love this picture of you and LL Cool J at what looks like possibly that same Sega Dreamcast. I guess so,
4: because my hair, I'm assuming you've got that same
0: headband, the double headband
4: so funny um look at me at no makeup just like weird it's not even double headband it's like two ropes around my head i think like, <laughs> separate, like pieces i don't know what that is <laughs> I, guess I thought it was a thing at the time how much but, fun um, was the 90s man how much fun the hair right oh we did some crazy crap to our hair like twisted it in different ways little butterfly clips that's what i thought don't you
0: even get show. me butterfly. started on the butterfly
4: clips <laughs> that's what i thought you were gonna show before was the butterfly clips
0: Oh, yeah. No, we we have tried to explain it on the podcast, but being like a child actor in the 90s was really like a club where we looked to each other for friendship and and advice and common ground. Did you find it comforting to have a lot of friends in the industry?
4: You know, it's funny because I feel like as much as I hung out with people, I never really got close to anyone but the crew hmm. on Sabrina, the cast. We were close. We were really close, but I also sort of i inc- i i'm a i'm a like the more the merrier kind of person. I always invite mm-hmm. too many people around, yep. so I never really get to know anyone really well one on one. And I've my my 15 year old is much better at it. And I'm like, way to go, dude! Way to like invest in relationships one on one and really know that person and have them know you. And I feel like I was always kind of around too many people, but the people that I got closest to were my hair, makeup, wardrobe. Like those are my my ride or die people. Um, you know, and the camera crew, I would go with the dolly grip. We'd go skiing every winter to we'd be like, you want to go to this? I have a house in Tahoe for 18 years because he and I were like, never been to Tahoe, me neither. Let's go to Tahoe and snowboard, you know. Uh, So we've snowboarded, he and I have snowboarded all over the country. And um and so, you know, I feel like I was always closer with the crew, having actor friends around I don't know. I think I never trusted them very much. I felt like there could be a competitive, I never felt that or I never like allowed that into the space of Sabrina. I feel like I was never a competitive person with other people. I was always very like, let's play, let's have fun. And so I think that that led to a good environment on the set. But at the same time, I was a little weary of hearing stories, especially from other actors like, you know, Elisa Donovan or 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 Soleil Moonfri, like my friends, kind of telling me about other kind of rivalries they'd had and stuff, and I was like, I don't want that. Like, right? Yeah. I think I might yeah, have. Been it could get
2: whole- very high school. It could get very high school after a while. There were clicks and formed. I, and- I feel like
4: I left high school like right when I did Larissa, I had finished my ninth grade year, and uh, in a in a public school, and I was done. I was done with middle school. Like, I, I was. I hated that experience. Right. I like hated the the peer pressure and all that. When I was on set, if I was nice to people, they were nice to me. They mm-hmm. didn't care what I was wearing, what music I was listening to. Because before that, I'm getting teased for liking the monkeys and wearing, I wanted to wear like, like punk clothes, but all everyone where I grew up was yuppie, preppy. So, uh, you know, and I got teased constantly, but then I was on set wearing like the Grips big shirt and some combat boots and everyone's like, they don't care if I roll into my pajamas. As long yeah. as I'm nice and I do my job, you know? Right. Yeah. So- I had a really hard time around my own peers and the crew always ended up being older. Like you said, well, like they were always a little bit older. So I felt like I could, I could hang with the older people. It was my peers that I was afraid of.
1: Wow. Right. Interesting.
0: Wow. I I can't let this podcast go without mentioning our mutual dear friend, Caroline Ray, (laughs) who (laughs) I love so much, but she is one of the funniest human beings I've ever been around in my entire life. Do you have any, Favorite Caroline Ray stories or memories? Oh
4: gosh. Well, she's got some about me. I actually made her record one on my voicemail I, and I'm keeping it forever when we met Lauren Bacall. Well, she, oh my gosh. we were in New York at a restaurant and she was like, there's Lauren Bacall. We have to go say hi. And I was like, why? She's like, it's Lauren Bacall. We have to go say hi. I'm like, all right. And I forget how the story goes, but I'll have to listen to what she says in the voicemail again. But it's something about me going up to her going, Hi, you're really pretty. Or so, you know, saying something to her, and she's like, it's Lauren McCall. You don't say it. Or I said something to her like. I have a TV show, I forget what I said to her, but she's like, that was embarrassing. Like, why did you say that? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know who she is. Like, I, I know, I didn't know what else to say. I, I Yeah, I froze. Like, you have to give me some prep. Like, I did the same thing with John Travolta. Like, I freeze when I'm like putting up a situation where they're like, hey, here's a role model you, or here's an icon that you should talk to right now. And I'm like, oh, I need preparation. Like, I need a script. I need right. to memorize something. I need to have a plan. I can't just go in. I'm not an improv person. Like she's she yes, so Caroline has up. a really funny story about me. If you get her on the... Has she been on the podcast? No,
0: I've been trying. And she is the world's busiest human being. I asked oh, her. I was yeah. like, do you have
4: any availability for July? And she
0: was like, July, it's May. Why are you booking me? I was like, oh my gosh, Caroline, I'm doing my best
4: here. Trying to work around her schedule. July
2: what year? I know. Exactly. Ask
4: her about the Lauren Bacall story. Okay, <laughs> I will. We will talk to her about... Exactly. She remembers it because she she's horrified by it still. So funny.
0: You have three kids of your own. If any of them wanted to get into acting, how would you feel about that?
4: Um, Well, the middle one between us has asked me to get into modeling
0: because he thinks it's going to
4: get him free shoes. Um, (laughs) Good reason.
0: Good reason. Okay. Only reason.
4: I can get a brand to give me shoes if I model. I was like, okay. I was like, you can do that to pay for college. And then you, but in college, you're finding something else. Um, I don't know. You guys know it's a tough business. Yeah. Like, I don't really wish that on anyone that does it, that isn't super passionate about it. And right. thus far, my kids are 17, 15, and 10. They have not shown any interest in it for authentic reasons right. of wanting to be an artist or do a, learn a craft or a skill. My oldest wants to be a pilot. My middle one Wants to model, but really, he's not sure what he wants to do yet. I think he's going to be some sort of athlete. And then my little one is an insane person into Minecraft. So he's, <laughs> nice. I say he's either going to be a lawyer or a criminal, but uh, <laughs> he's just super clever and very like his energy is like insane. So if he learns to harness it, he could be a lawyer. But if he doesn't, he might be a criminal. Either so, way, <laughs>
0: he'll be in a courtroom. I like it. He'll
4: be, yes, exactly. Good <laughs> nice. point. Nice. No, he'll defend himself. I don't know. But um, yeah. but anyway, so and he's too young to tell anyway. I feel like he's so I mean, the Minecraft thing, I'm like, be an architect, be an architect. Yeah, So I'm going to push in any way. But because if they ever talk about it, it's always because they they think it'll make them rich and famous. And it's all for the wrong reasons. Right. So, so you're like, we don't need like, to push that. Yeah. Like they're all into music and I would be OK with that. If they're super passionate about it, I'd be OK with that. But acting has never been a thing for them.
0: Thankfully, <laughs> well, yeah. Melissa, thank you so much for being here with yeah, us. You guys, it's so good to see all your faces, and, and are we going to be seeing you in Tampa? Later I will year? see you
4: in Tampa. Yes, Mind is calm. which is fun. Back to Orlando. We should, well, not Orlando, we should also
2: we should also tell them something, Melissa.
4: Okay, yeah.
2: So Melissa and I are also going to be doing a film together.
4: We're partnering. Ooh, up. We are
2: partnering up to do a movie that I wrote from before the pandemic, but we have been working on something that we're very excited that will will bring back all of our 90s friends.
4: It'll be a very 90s um happy reunion Movie kind like, of movie, it'll, yes, it'll tap into all those lovely parts, that <laughs> it'll melt
1: out. 90s hearts.
4: It'll meets <laughs> world exclusive,
2: it will. By the way, you're both in it. Sorry to have to tell you that, but you are, so sure, you're, sure. there's nothing you're gonna be able to do to get out of it. But and it's maybe essentially some
4: of your exes, or and some know. of your exes, <laughs> and some
2: of your our friends, and yeah, oh, it's yeah. essentially sure. a uh. Melissa and I did a movie together back in the nineties and we never finished it. And for a bunch of very funny reasons, the director has to get his cast back together to finish their nineties movie, even though we're all now almost 50.
4: I it's awesome. love it. We're all older, but it's got that. Yeah. So it's us now with the nostalgia of back then. So it'll be, it'll, it's super funny. Will wrote this great movie and I got super excited when I read it and I was like, we have to do this. I have to be in this with you. So, so, so cute. It's gonna be I yeah. love it. It's
0: gonna be well, fun. you heard it here first folks. Yeah. Thank you so much, Melissa. It was so fun having you. Maybe you can come back when we get to season five and uh, do a recap with us, maybe for the episode where you make your where you pop your head in for the tab I or something. Would <laughs> I would love to.
4: I would love to really dissect that. Tab that I'm in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really go
1: deep. Yeah.
4: I'm, I'm into that. I'm really digging that. Let's do okay, that. Okay. Good.
0: Let's do that for <laughs> sure. And we will we will see you again uh, in Tampa. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you. <laughs> Wow, Will, thanks for giving us the exclusive about the. Yeah. Like, that news is exciting.
2: We're very excited.
0: Former Teeny Bopper Flames back in action. I yeah. love it. Playing,
2: playing, playing Flames again. So it's Fla- been a while. From yeah. the Nickelodeon flames. lot to today.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch.
2: Merch. I was trying uh, to do Lauren Bacall. Did that work? No. I don't know. Not really. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick so. up on it. Try it no. one more time. Much
0: Great, great. That one was better. I think. Okay. Podmeetsworldshow.com <laughs> <laughs> and we Will, send us out.
2: We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbachsch. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon, and you can follow us on Instagram at World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. You deserve to treat yourself. Taxes and fees not included offer valid through four fourteen twenty four while supplies last online only must purchase a straight talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify limit of five phones per customer family plan discount with four lines all in the silver unlimited plan not combinable with auto pay discount
0: when I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind
1: yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie
0: it is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies.
2: I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead.
0: Mixed with chocolate syrup?
2: Ooh, why not?
0: When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler
1: elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth.
2: The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference.
2: That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through.